I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. It's spooky season. Are, are you going to do that all month? I love it. So I, I might. I was working on my. my ha, ha, ha. I know that's terrible. Yeah, that was, I, that I, was very Natasha when you said that from Boris and Natasha. Yeah, you know, I'm. You know me, I can't ever find my even ground. You sound the same every time. And even when I think I'm sounding normal, I don't sound normal. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Um, so it's exciting. So we are going into the spooky season. We have a lot of amazing Ooh. episodes coming up, which is going to be so much fun. Yeah. You know? Um. You know, don't worry. We're not taking a break from our cryptids, monsters and ghosts, because that's what we do. It's that's our life. But we're also going to do some fun things just for, for the season, for Halloween and all that. So exactly. Hope you enjoy it. If you want to hear more of that message us. let us know if you want to hear less of that. Let us know. We're, we're still open to feedback. We're still you know, it's still first year of this podcast. Come on, we're we're you know we 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 want feedback. No, it's true, and we have like this is obviously spooky season, but we're gonna go also into Nightmare November, where we're gonna have a lot more cryptids and a lot of conversations with um, cryptid experts and stuff like that. And then, of course, yeah. more of our more of our fun stuff because you know we we like to find the wild and weird stuff and then um, give our opinion of it. And and we'll give you places to travel, even though you know it's. Uh, you know, you may not think as much with some of these things coming up, like, uh, but I think there's still places you can go and visit and experience these things for yourself. So, yes, no, very, very true. Very true. So um, with all that said, today where we're discussing, because um, we're starting to go into spooky season. So we want you lined up with what movies, because um, we got asked this. This is a listener question. A listener so this question is an episode yeah. based on a listener question, which was, what are our favorite horror movies so we decided to make an episode about this um uh because we got asked that question and it's spooky season so we're going to give you grab your pens and pencils friends or um whatever so you can go through what our list is but i think we're going to have our list of our top five and then we're going to also do some honorable mentions right mark oh yeah because there's way too many to mention that you can't narrow it down you know, everybody's like, you know, 31 days of Halloween, those shows and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, if you're doing double features, you know, yeah. you might be able to get through most of uh, what I re- I recommend as a must views for Halloween. So yes. yeah, when we decided that we were just going to do top five each. I was like, oh, this is this is difficult because there are some I love for different reasons. Some, you know, I was like, can we just do top five werewolves, top five vampires, top five ghosts, top five, you know. You know, other than, no, 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 we have to, we had to do it this way. So, um, you know, and. I, uh, I agree. So I thought, I thought maybe we could approach it. I thought we could each do our number five and then kind of go into some categories of ones that had different effects on us. Like, yeah. cause I also treat a lot of these movies, my top, how I came to my top five are movies that I've liked to watch over and over again. Yes. So. There are horror movies that are amazing and I'm going to cover some of those that I think are amazing and you're going to cover some and it's going to be interesting to see where our lists land because we've talked about stuff that scared us but it'll be very interesting to see but and I, I don't think- necessarily think Halloween movies have to scare you. I think there are scarier movies than some of the ones I'm listing. But yeah. uh but these are the ones I think that are perfect for the season. You know, and- to get you everything you need. Yeah. yeah and listeners send us your favorite halloween movies because there might be ones we haven't seen it'll be a true test if that's true for mark but yeah. um there might be ones that we haven't seen and we'd love to share the ones and why you think they're great so if you give us like a little sentence on why you think people should watch it we'll share it on the socials so people can find these wonderful movies that maybe they haven't yep. seen before yep and i try uh, to I, I try to lean you know I, I i we've done an episode on haunting of hill house which uh, I'm just going to say right now, I had to pull that out of the list because we've already done an episode on it. Well, so. I also, I want to say this is, I think, because we're talking about movies, not TV shows. We're talking right. about movies. So an honorable mention to me is The Haunting of Hill House TV show, which is not aligning with the book. Yeah. But damn, that was a good show. And, and scary and like as said, crap. And I took The Haunting, the 1963 Haunting, out of the running because we'd already done an episode on it. So. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, that also so, sadly means Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is taken out of the running because we did an yeah. episode on that. So well, it's true, and but that wouldn't have made my list anyway. <laughs> exactly, but, it's a fun um, movie, but it does not make the list. Yeah. Yes. So, and but, if you um, otherwise, I would watch, say definitely watch The Haunting. It's perfect for this month. Yeah, yeah The Haunting is great. Mention. And if you're going to watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, get 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 Jeff yeah. Strand's book on it because yeah. it's a perfect accompaniment because it also points out. The stuff that didn't didn't age well in yeah. that movie. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how it works too. So it yeah. almost works like a it's like having a mystery science theater commentary if you're reading it along with the movie. It's hysterical. So it's very true, very true. Okay, so let's. I'm going to start. I'm going to go first with my okay. number five. Yeah. Okay, all right. So go number okay. five. Um, and I think you'll know why this is my number five. I love watching this movie, um, Cabin in the Woods. Hey, that was on my list. So uh, uh, it's a little higher on my list. So, um, but uh, that's good. That's good. So we can talk about it and I can squeeze something else in there instead. So, yes. Yeah, no, no. Um, Cabin in the Woods is, um, it was a Goss Wheaton movie, right? Yeah, and, uh, yes. And, um, oh gosh, because I know everybody is, you know, Josh is, you know, Josh is not exactly persona. You know, he's kind of persona non grata, but Drew Goddard, is actually the one who kind of is the unsung hero of that movie because he's the one who kind of uh, came up with the idea for this whole movie. And was, we we, we got to be careful not to give away too much. Because spoilers, because we it. want you people to watch it if you haven't already. These are older movies, so sometimes some spoilers may slip out. But um, they, they saw a guy at a con wearing a shirt with a werewolf fighting a unicorn. And they decided to, and Drew Goddard said, we should make a movie where that can happen. And I, I have to say it is, it is, first of all, it's got Chris Hemsworth in it. So I'm right before he, and that was just it. It was funny. He filmed this before Thor and he hadn't popped yet. And so they kind of held it. This movie did not release. It escaped. And, um, it's and true, it just kind of disappeared into the background, you know. So it was a couple of years where this one saw the light of day, which is amazing to me because it's such an incredible movie. And it's so well written. And it's, I will say this, it is very cheesy in a way, but it's intentionally cheesy and follows the tropes. And it's it's just fun to watch. Even I've watched it, oh gosh, I don't even know how many times because I think even all the actors and stuff like that did such a great job because I think like comedy horror, a lot of times I don't think gets enough acknowledgement for what it takes to create that moment because it's not just the soundtrack, which has a lot to do with it, but it, it's a lot of the, the reactions the characters are having and drawing you into the emotional things that are going on. But that movie's a lot of fun and it's not a typical horror movie. It starts off like a typical horror movie, but when you realize what's going on, it's there is there is a layer of humor to it too. Actually, it starts completely off the wall, I think. You know, it just yeah, yeah. and then it teases the then you get into the horror movie and then and then it goes, you know, insane. Um, and I love that it was Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon were just they locked themselves in a hotel room for a weekend and wrote this. And they yes. just kept handing each other bits that they'd written and and they were just laughing at it about it the whole time. So um um it it really is it's for me as uh at the time it came out we were running hellview and as a haunter this hit me on a different level because it was like oh this is the ultimate haunted house you know they're running the ultimate haunted house and yes so i it hit me as the guys behind the scenes i'm not spoiling too much but yeah because they're in the first scene of the movie uh they're 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 haunters running a haunted house and yeah. uh yeah, and that's and that's where I you know we talked about these normal things happening as werewolves and zombies are all around us, you know, and stuff. So it was uh, you know, it was that's where it hit me on another level. And I am a big fan of horror comedies because if it's just straight horror, I love the slow burn, I love the slow build, but you can only get so scared. At some point, you're either turning off the movie or you just cannot function, right? And it's just you're too scared, you're done. Horror comedies can throw in the laughs to give you that release and then rebuild the tension. It's like a roller coaster. If it's just constantly going up and up and up and up and up and up. And eventually at the end of the movie, you get the drop. Yeah, that's great. But if a roller coaster has a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns, 
that's much more exciting to me. And that's what I think a horror comedy is perfect at. I agree. I agree. Okay. So what's your number five? Well, my number five was Cabin in the Woods. But <laughs> we can we can have it be a combined number five. Let's have no, it be no, a combined. I will, I will no, I will say honestly, it fights for number five with my other choice, which is Evil Dead 2 with Bruce oh. Campbell, my man. So yes, Evil Dead One is the scarier movie. And Army of Darkness is the funner movie to watch. And I watch Army of Darkness more than any of the others because it's just fun to tune on and, and listen and just enjoy. But two had that perfect balance of horror and comedy. And it's Sam Raimi at his height uh, of creativity. You know, And they also had no budget. So they were having to really make things good. And they basically retold the first story of the first movie in... You know, the first five minutes of that movie. And then then it goes into a whole nother ball game. And of course, at the end of that movie, you realize this is like the origin story of a superhero. And totally. If you're if it was a superhero that you later didn't want to tell anybody was a superhero. Yes. And <laughs> um and it's where I fell in love with Bruce Campbell. So oh, you know. uh gotta love Bruce Campbell. I just so I just scratched out because that was one of my honorable mentions. So <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. Okay. I yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. To... But uh, yeah, no, definitely watch it. You'll love it. It's, it's got horror. It's got comedy. It's got Lovecraftian overtones. It's, you know, you know, even Cabinet Woods had those. I think, I think we both agree. Lovecraft is, you know, you know, for what he was, he definitely had the right ideas to get you spooky and thinking bigger world building was definitely a strong point so i agree i agree okay so i thought we should throw in an honorable mention now what do okay you think? okay that sounds um, good so my first honorable mention is going to be uh jaws oh that's a good one because i think a lot of people have forgotten it is actually a horror movie and yeah. when jaws came out it um, like some of the other sort of honorable mentions I'm sure we're both going to do, had a societal effect on yeah. being willing to swim in the ocean and stuff like that because this was terrifying. I think if you oh. surveyed, especially people of that generation, it created the effect that they didn't want to go swimming in the ocean. They didn't want to go swimming. Oh, in no, the never again. Yeah, I, it certainly hit a, had, had an effect on me. Um, and but, it was... Uh, it, you know, it was one of those slow burn movies because you don't see kind of the creature until it's the roller coaster effect and the believability and Richard Dreyfus and oh my God, just amazing cast. And I will say that movie was, I think, that, I think if you haven't watched the original Jaws, you should watch it. And I know our friend, um, James Michael Brody would hands did, down because there was a great the documentary, documentary. The shark is still working. Yeah, uh, which is great, uh, which is on one of the DVD editions or Blu-ray editions as a special feature. And it's definitely worth watching because, um, it you know, we talk about things like, you know, the whole Quint's famous speech you know, on the boat is totally ad libbed. Yeah, it was not in the script. And, they're you know, and that's when they realized they were making a completely different movie than they thought they were. So, um, yeah, it, so, it was just it was brilliantly executed yeah. at the time. It was terrifying, very terrifying movie. Um, what about you? What's a good honorable mention for you? Uh, my honorable mention is the WUSF Halloween special, which is a found footage style movie, Blair Witch style of, um, it's like watching a news crew at a haunted house and all this weird stuff starts happening to the crew to the 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 paranormal investigators that are sent in and all this and you can and it's done so 70s 80s cheese that you're watching it going okay this is this could have happened you know and it's and even when you would even when it came out it was early days of dvd but they came out on vhs uh because it looked like an old vhs tape that you know that they did special editions of so um if you don't know the story the better but um definitely look it up it's crazy i don't want to spoil anything because the less you know about it the better just pretend like you're watching a late night television special in the late 80s early 80s and uh watching a news crew go into a haunted house and uh you'll just have fun with it so 
I love that. I love that. Okay. What is your number four, Mark? Okay. So number four for me, um, this is one I'm going to get some flack because it should be higher on many people's lists. Uh, but number four for me is the, the one that I always watch to just really, really mess with my head and get into things. And that is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Um, Anthony Perkins classic. Oh my God. It's the predecessor and the king. I still think the apex of the slasher films. Um, well, it was the start of the slasher film. Yeah, exactly. It invented the genre. So you, you, if you love Jason, if you love Freddy, if you love Scream, you got to go back and watch Psycho at some point. I mean, I, I am a sucker for the classics. Um, but uh, this one, man, that first 20 minutes, you're hooked. And then it twists and you have no idea where it's going. And, you know, I know there's spoilers because it's, you know, 1960s. So, you know, it's a long time ago, but still watch it. And the yeah, less you no, know, the better. I yeah, agree. And, we just did an episode on Boogeyman and Ed Gein and watch Psycho. It inspired because, that movie. And, yes, it, and, it did inspire that movie. And, and so. it broke all the rules. You, you know, it does things like, you know, there's a major character that, dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie and it's like that never happened before this you know it's you know you don't yeah. cast somebody and spend money to cast them and then just kill them off these are you know he was breaking all the rules and and boy does he and yes. um and then he keeps you guessing right up until the end and even then even if you know the secret if you haven't watched it wow you're just going to be blown away because it's, it's hitchcock and he's a master and yes I agree. I agree. Um, that didn't make my list, so people can be more angry at me. So uh, um, number number four for me, Mark, is The Silence of the Lambs. Ah, see, same, same influence. Yes, it is the same influence. Back. And I have to say, if you have not watched The Silence of the Lambs, uh, I know a lot of people make jokes about it, but one of the things I think that that movie did is um and another movie on my list is going to be kind of similar to this is mm. it um took it from this fantastical kind of thing that even like freddie and mike myers and these were kind of a little bit fantastical creatures right and made they evolved that way yeah they started yeah, they, normal and then evolved that way no quickly. it's true but I'm, i mean they just they have masks they have burned faces they have you know whatever they're almost characters right in these stories um that are monsters right yeah. but sons of the lambs i think one of the things it did especially with the buffalo bill character and anthony hopkins is these were very real people that could have been doing things where you and did because it was based on a lot of true serial killer activities what happened right and it was very scary like it to me it's very scary because you just go this this could be literally a documentary series the way it's done like this could be yeah. a documentary on these these killers and jodie foster just the all of the actors in this movie every single yeah. one of them. every one of them and uh old, yeah uh, buffalo bob himself uh it's so funny to see him in this and then like watch later episodes of monk where he's the detective yeah. <laughs> just you're like wow what range that guy has because it's completely different characters so agreed agreed but that is i love watching that movie it's still there are parts that are just i think that they're um i'm not a huge fan of gore movies so i'm gonna say that so anybody who's a huge fan of gore yeah. movies like cabin fever and stuff i'm not gonna have a lot of those on my list because i don't yeah, Evil Dead's about as far as I go with the gore. I like the splat stick, you know, where yeah. it's just so over the top, it's cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think like that's not as scary to me as the psychological parts are what are more scary to me. So yeah. that will be my number four. And I think if you haven't watched it, I absolutely, absolutely say yes. Yeah. So um what what about another honorable mention, Mark? All right. So another honorable mention for me, because of that one, uh uh, I'm going to say is one that was a little higher on my list, but I'm definitely throwing it in here is there's one called you might be the killer. And it was based on a Twitter exchange from uh, Chuck Wendig. And uh, I think it was Michael Sullivan 
uh, and they were tweeting at each other one night about being a uh, one of them was working at a camp as a camp counselor and suddenly all the teenagers were being killed by a mass killer and he was wanting tips on how to survive and then as they start going through it they start realizing he start you know the the one who's writing to him starts realize you know chuck starts writing to him going, wait a minute are you wearing a mask are you you know doing all you know, are, are 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 you do you have a weapon and you know and he's talking about well i've got this bladed thing you know that i you know it's a hip bone that's got you know ta- teeth sewn into it maybe is that a weapon <laughs> it's like yeah yeah, I think that's a weapon. So um, this movie version of it came out because it was just, it was a fun little thing. It went viral. So of course they decided to make a movie version of it. And the movie version has um, our our stoner friend from uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods as the lead. And he's on the phone with his friend Chuck, who is played by uh, Allison Hannigan from Buffy, you know, Willow. And they're doing the same bits, but they're on the phone with each other. And it goes through every serial killer trope, every slasher trope. So it's a comedy, but the kills are great. And there really is some unexpected scares and some unexpected uh, tension in it. So it's a guilty pleasure movie. It will not, you know, give you nightmares. There is a little bit of gore, but not over the top. And uh, it's just turn off your brain and enjoy what two brilliant minds can come up with, you know. I'll have Halloween. to check that out. I haven't I haven't checked that out, but I will I will absolutely it was have it was to. on the drive we didn't get to watch while we were there. That was one of the since uh, we lost a couple nights on the trip, we we didn't get to watch that one, but that one was on okay. the list. We'll have to check that out. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, what's your uh what, number? What's your next part? runner up? Oh, my runner. Oh yeah, sorry. So this is one I actually can't watch because of how it was filmed. I've watched it twice but it actually kind of creates a little bit of a, a nausea feeling with me. So, but I want to give it an honorable mention because of this, which is event horizon. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So um, this has Sam O'Neill. Is that his name? Sam? Yeah. And it is is about um, it's a um, sci-fi horror movie. And it is about a ship that has a particular engine on it that um got lost and people are going to the ship now to see what happened like because it shows back up suddenly and so they are trying to find out what happened and i don't want to give away more than that but the way this was edited i'm going to say edited because it's really the edits on this fuck my life like that thing like i literally had to stop the movie twice because of how it was filmed and I'm sorry, how it was edited. And the that's all I'm going to say. Watch this movie. I think it is great. Just be prepared because it it's scary. But it scared me um, in a different way because of how this film was edited and how the story is told. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's, 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 again, Lovecraftian. It's probably the closest, I think, to an actual Lovecraft style film ever. Yeah, yeah. It, it really has that other world you know, beyond, you know, type thing. So what about, what about another one like that for you? Cause you did a campy fun one. I just talked about a kind of a scary yep. one. You give a scary one and I'll give it a campy one. So what's your next uh, one? It's not rated. Scary one that messes with me and that I'm like, Oh my God, uh, what have I just watched? And, uh, and, and should, should I watch this again? <laughs> is, uh, um, there's a few of those that have done that to me in the past. Oh gosh, off the top of my head though, I would say the one that gives me the most chills. It's not dip deeping into any of my lists because it's just one of those you don't just experience it, you kind of survive it. And uh that's the Babadook. Uh, oh you really do feel like this woman and her child, you are going through trauma. You are going through all these experiences and when you come out of that on the other end wow you feel like a train wreck you know and that's why it's such a powerful movie um the ending is unique but that's um it's it's a tough one that one in the descent like right there for me so on just 
harrowing. It's funny you mentioned the descent because I was talking with my other half, um, John, uh, mm. yesterday, and uh, he was like, "Have you watched this movie?" And I was like, "I watched it a really long time ago." And he's like, "Yeah, I heard it was this." And I was like, "My whole thing, I'm like, don't turn it on, don't turn it on." So um, he'll overhear this and he'll be like, "Okay, now we're watching the descent." But that it's is North Carolina monster. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Okay, so for my cute i don't want to say cute but one that i think is like a feel-good one that i really love that i think a lot of people go i don't know if that's a horror movie but i absolutely consider it a horror movie is sleepy hollow oh yeah with johnny depp and christina ricci and um that goes off my list that was that was that was on my uh that was on my honorable mention list so perfect Yes, I love Sleepy Hollow is every year I love watching that movie. I think the characters in it just, oh my gosh, Christopher Walken, like that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, just brilliant freaking movie. Yeah, and based on real legends. Everybody's like, oh, Washington Irving made all that up. No, he heard these stories. There really was a German Hessian that you know was beheaded by a cannonball. There was, um, you know, and that's the Headless Horseman story. There was a Strom Bones. It wasn't the exact guy. And, and there was an Ichabod Crane, but it wasn't the exact, you know, story. But he changed them all for his story. But we all know who the real characters are. It's amazing to me. And then Tim Burton, then making that his tribute to Hammer horror. Yeah. So that's why Christopher Lee's got a cameo in it and all that. It's, and you're guessing the whole time. It's, Wow. It is very well done and it's a very well That's an updated classic. Yeah, tells told story that just pulls you in and there's subtle scenes and there's you I ended up watching it. I love watching it, but it's one of those movies that I see something new every time I watch it. Mm. It's it's definitely up there. Okay. It's also We're one of those movies where you could take like any frame from that and put it on your wall as a piece of art because it yes. just looks that good. And uh when we got to talk to Casper Van Dien at uh, St. Pete's Cares, that was what he's talks about that is he wishes he could have done more on that because, you know, he heard himself right off the bat on horse, you know, but he made the shot and he was so proud of making that shot on the horse. And then Tim Burton asked him to do it again. And he did it exactly the same shot again. And Burton was just so impressed, you know, because he really did hit the bullseye on the target <laughs> both times. So that is and awesome. it was an old ancient musket this real antique from the 1700s he was terrified of it was gonna blow up in his face because these things had a tendency to do that and this one's old but it's been so well maintained it worked great so yeah no very true and i think we're gonna get to have casper but we got strikes got to be over so that's another yeah. another day okay um number three do you want to go first do you want me to go first uh let's you're first this time okay um seven. Oh. yes with for, yeah. uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Morgan Friedman. I'm not going to say anybody else. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. I think yeah. <laughs> um, I will say seven again, like Silence of the Lambs, because, you know, I'm a huge true crime nut in a way. Uh, seven was terrifying because it was so realistic. Like that, that killer, that that's what I'm going to say. I mean, you just watch it and it's it's very gross at times. Like, I feel like it grosses you out at times, especially when you're encountering the victims and stuff like that and what's occurring. But just the way it was written and the characters and what they go through and just like, the, I love that movie. I just think it was so brilliantly done. And this is what I'm going to say because I'm not going to give it away. But the bad guy who is a major actor, right? their name doesn't even appear in the opening credits of the movie. And they did nope. that intentionally. So when you do encounter the bad guy in this, um, you're surprised. And it, yep. it also goes along with one of my things. Cause you know, for a writer, I write stories that don't have happy endings. Um, if you check out any of my work, you'll see that it doesn't end well. This movie doesn't fucking end well. No, it no, does exactly. Not, yeah. As a matter of fact, it ends almost worse than it starts off. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, ah, uh, it's already bad enough what's going on, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant movie. So absolutely check it out. Um, what about you, Mark? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh the one I feel embodies 
Halloween the most. And um, I mean, it really, I mean, it embraces it to the point where you're just like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And uh, to me, that is something wicked this way comes. Oh, uh, wow. Ray Bradbury story. And then Jonathan Price is Mr. Dark's Carnival who comes to town. And Jason Robards is the old man who finally has a young, you know, has a young boy. And they all are being drawn into this carnival of strangeness in this small town. And growing up in 70s in Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky, when the carnival came to town, that was a big deal. And um, and I was, of course, drawn to the freak show aspects and stuff. So the dark side of the carnival. And then this is Mr. Dark's carnival. And I don't want to spoil anything for you. I've never seen it. It's a Disney and it's not on Disney Plus. I'm very disappointed in that. Uh, but you can find it. And um, man, I, I, do you remember that one at all? I, I don't, but I'm writing these ones down so oh, that okay. now I can check it out because I feel like you always give me. So there was a point in time that I went back when there were video stores. So I'm dating myself and I'm not talking about Blockbuster. I'm talking about yeah. little. Mom and Pop video store before Blockbuster took over. I worked at one. So yeah, exactly. There was a little video store on um just down the block from where I lived. And I used to go there and I cleared out their entire horror shelf. Like there was a point in time yeah. I'd have to go in and see if any new horror movies were there because there's a lot of them that I saw um, by that. But unfortunately that wasn't one of them. So I will have to check it that out. It was probably in the kids section. So you probably didn't see it. And it's yeah, it's terrifying. It is one of those, there are moments in that that stuck with me. And maybe it's because I was younger. Now I was working at the video store to get free rentals. Uh, and I was doing such a good job at it that they let me order movies. So I got to order tons of horror and sci-fi fantasy, and which is why I have this encyclopedic knowledge of these horror movies and stuff, because I was doing it for free rentals uh, until I was, you know, like 17. And, um, but that's also why I have this big gap from the 90s, because I was a dad and I didn't do any of that, but I was reliving my life through. The yeah, that one, Jonathan Price man he's perfect as a villain in that so i'll have to check it out well before we go to break because we got to do a break here i want to talk about your favorite and my favorite kind of slasher because mm. you know we have freddy krueger nightmare on elm street was terrifying for me you yep. have halloween which is still one of the classics right you yep. have um the uh friday the 13th which in the original jason, movie yeah. was not jason the killer but yep. um and then you have things like Child's Play, stuff like that, because Chucky's a slasher. Yeah. Um, but and what, Psycho series. Yeah. Yeah. So. What? Who? What is your favorite slasher movie? Just basic slasher movie. Basic uh, slasher movie. I kind of go. Um, I I I think all the slasher movies are guilty pleasures. They're, I think they're the the goofier they are. You know me. I like those. That's why I like that. You might be the killer. I almost would say that's my favorite slasher. But my favorite is one that's called Behind the Mask, The Legend of uh, the Rise of Leslie Vernon. And it is about a world where there are these slashers, right? They're all over the place. And this is, again, it's done mockumentary style where there's a documentary crew and they are following this guy who is about to become the next big slasher. And he's being mentored by this other you know, big time retired slasher. And it's this great story. It's got Robert England as a cameo in it. Uh, and he's playing like the Donald Sutherland type from uh, from uh, Halloween. It is, I'm sad that they haven't done sequels, but I'm also glad they haven't done sequels because I'm worried it might've ruined it. But that is quite possibly the best slasher movie ever made. If you are a slasher fan, do yourself a favor, find that one. You will love it. You I'm gonna love have it, to love find it, that one. I don't think I've seen that one. It was also on the flash drive that we were gonna watch, and we lost the day. I'm telling <laughs> you, Mark, we're just gonna have to have a movie day this week. You're just gonna all right. That's it. I'll come over. We'll do we'll do movies for a day. We'll do a movie marathon day. It'll be fun. I I love that. Um, I will say, believe it or not, um, I think Scream is one of my favorites. That's yeah. You, that, uh, you cannot argue that because they because they hit all the tropes and they have fun they, with it. So. They did, but also the way they did it, like. I mean, talk about iconic, you know, the phone call, the Drew Barrymore killing. If oh, you yeah. want to talk Again, about it, when they put that a major movie out. In the first 10 minutes, it was a tribute to Psycho. 
it is and not only that they killed at that time not taking anything away from the actors because yep. matthew lillard may be one of my favorites on the planet right but yep. um i will say that i think um that like the just the way they did that the way they um untold it and then the end they did a really good job of who the actual bad guys were and their motivation right was and i don't want to give it away because if you haven't watched the original scream do yourself a favor watch it i mean very much like many of these franchises the movies get a little bit cheesier and cheesier as they go but i don't think scream has had a a missed beat yet and to be fair the goofy scary movie franchise that was making fun of them they're valid and they're also fun and they are very spooky at times and you will you know they they actually pull off some good scares and some good kills as much over the top comedy as they're doing so not so scary movie isn't it that's that's the name of it it's called scary movie yeah scary scary movie movie. and then dream so we'll do that okay so travelers we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back with some more of our favorite movies Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We're back. We're back. Or should it be, we're back. (laughs) Welcome back. Um, No, I want to talk about um, movies that gave you nightmares. Can we do that one? Because there is a movie that actually gave me very distinct nightmares as a kid. Like very distinct nightmares as a kid. And um, I don't think a lot of people have heard about it. But um, so I'll say mine while you're thinking of yours, which is Dreamscape with Dennis Quaid yeah you watch it now I'm I'm gonna say I don't think the movie necessarily held up over time special effects and stuff but that movie scared the shit out of me the snake thing Mm -hmm. I had nightmares about that movie as a kid like a ton of nightmares and I'm, I'm not gonna dive into it but it's definitely the story of a science experiment studying dreams and it's called dreamscape it has a very young very handsome Dennis Quaid but yeah, that, that's on my list of movies that kind of scared the shit out of me. And the other one I'm going to say is Hellraiser. Um, Hellraiser messes with a lot of people. So The way that was done, again, very kind of groundbreaking, but that gave me nightmares as a child. Hellraiser gave me nightmares. So Mine was, uh, I, I have to cheat on this a little bit because the two things that gave me nightmares were television shows. Okay. Um, one was Rod Serling's Night Gallery. Uh, there was an episode where a guy decides to uh, poison uh, a rival for his lady's affection that he's trying to get. And he does it by hiring some people that would put earwigs. Oh, wrath of Khan. Having a wrath of Khan flashback. That's exactly. I slept with pillows on both sides of my head for years because I was terrified of that. And then every once in a while, somebody will bring it back up and I'll be like, ah. And yeah, Rathacon did that to me. Rathacon, I still like. There's a, a great moment 
in So I Married an Axe Murderer, the Mike Myers movie, yeah. which is a great, fun movie. Um, there's a bit where she's like blowing into his ear and he goes, ah, you know, because he's at this point convinced she's a killer. And uh, and uh, he's and then he, he just quickly blurts out, Night Gallery, there was an episode with earwigs and all this. And I realized Mike, Mike Myers had had the same nightmare as I had from that stupid episode. Uh, and then uh, the other one is It, you know, the the Tim Curry that I was old. I'd seen a million horror movies and, and all this. And when that hit me that night, I had nightmares about clowns. Yeah. And so that was one of my, I was going to say, so now I have to pull it off and I'll replace it. That was going to be my number two, because it, both of them, the new it that they've done completely brilliant, much closer to the book, but that Tim Curry, it, I couldn't go through a storm drain near storm drain for uh, years. Yep. No, years. I, I never had a problem with any, like I said, I'd seen a million other horror films and all that, that just those two nights of television, I was riveted. I could not turn it off. And even knowing Tim Curry and it was just I'm like, I knew it was Tim Curry under the makeup, but that night I had a nightmare about a clown that there's a one scene where he's coming down the stairs. It was in the second half where they're talking about something that happened after the first time they saw him. And I had that dream where he was there and coming down the stairs and man, that terrified me. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. Let's do our number twos. Now I'm going to have to replace my number two, which I had a backup number two. Okay, so, good, good, good. It, I, it was my backup, but you get to go first. What is I your get to go first two? this time. All right, so I would probably be um, flayed alive if I don't do a classic for my number two. Okay. And, um, and so I have to do a classic and it is my favorite ghost movie of all time. And that's saying something because I do love The Haunting. And I mentioned yeah. we did The Haunting and we kind of took it out of the running. It's kind of like Emeritus Award, The Haunting. But this one is called The Uninvited. It's from 1944. Oh, wow. And Ray Milland and his, uh, I forget who plays his sister. They they are coast of England and they fall in love with this house on the coast you know it's a cliff face house and they uh this was the first movie where the ghosts and the hauntings i think were not not super you know we're, we always at the end it was oh some guy hiding in the walls it was you know somebody was doing the scooby-doo thing this is the first one where like it's freaking ghost right off the bat they tell you that yeah and um yeah. um and it's got everything you want in a ghost story it's got a spooky story it's got a spooky setting a, a character that it's that is literally haunted uh that you know is played by this uh, uh beautiful i think is gail russell just just in one of her early roles just i know someone's going to comment and reach out at me and because i've gotten the names wrong but um and then one, one of the supporting characters is freaking the guy who plays alfred in the batman tv series in the 60s 20 years later uh he's the town doctor and he's the one, you know, the outsider looking in and just all this going on. And then the ghost effects are amazing for their time and they still hold the freak up. And um, it's just, if you want a good ghost story for Halloween, this is the one to watch and you will be enchanted through the whole thing. And it just enough chills and just enough spooky to just, you know, just set you on edge. So. Wow. Well, my um, sliding into my number two is also a ghost movie. Hey! So, I, Mark, we're on the same wavelength sometimes. It's terrifying. It's um, scary. It is, um, love me some Matthew Lillard. It oh. is 13 Ghosts. Thing ghosts. Yes, the the remake. The original's great, too. Don't give it a but chance. Good. The, um, I, what I love about 13 Ghosts is, um, and I don't want to give away a lot, because it, it, you it's just brilliant the way this is written and there is some cheese but what i love is the amount of folklore created around this story because it revolves around the black zodiac right, right. and the way this is done the way it's executed um i still it's got some really good scares some really good scares because the experiences the characters are having and it's about uh tony shalhoub 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 yeah. 
um, is in it, and he plays a widower. <laughs> yeah, his his wife just died, and he has two kids, and they're um, they're on financial hardship because of everything, and um, and his wife died in a very interesting fire, and um, his uncle, I believe it is, invites him to come live in this house. Him and his kids gives him this house. This beautiful, very modern, very cool looking house. Yeah. But there is a giant but that goes along with this. So I don't want to give more away. If you have not seen this, because this was kind of a little bit of a sleeper movie. It didn't necessarily yeah. do well at the box office. But man, it is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite cosplays. Um, I will say I played as the withered lover and gotten to meet nice. matthew lillard it was a highlight for me and i'm a shout out to my friend brandy she listens to this show um she was dressed as the bound woman and that's all i'm going to say i'm not going to give away what those characters are yeah. but we got to meet matthew lillard dressed as these characters he absolutely loved it he was one of the nicest people but man that movie scares the shit out of me sometimes too yeah yeah i i, I put it up there with uh yeah, the OG is from the 60s. It's a great William Castle. It's fun. Again, not as spooky, but for the time, it was. Uh, and definitely still holds up and definitely you know a classic to watch. Uh, I put it up there. Yeah, 13 Ghosts is right up there for me um, as one of just those fun ones that doesn't get enough love, you know, and... Um, yeah, yeah so, so I'm glad it's on your list. Yes. It's on my list. Um, I think we should do some other, before we give away our number ones. Yes. I think we should do some other ones because there are some. Yeah, I've got movies. a few honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah I've got I a was going to say honorable mentions, but also mentions for ones that were very, like, changed the rules of horror movies, right? Because okay. there are quite a few that changed the rules. Like, the first one on my list is Exorcist. That yeah fucked with so many people when that movie came out right mm -hmm. like it just was my dad told me stories so shout out dad i know you listen um he of when like he had friends that came and stayed on his in his house because they were so scared after that movie and you mentioned mm -hmm. it earlier when the first um oh we didn't mention it but uh, yeah, no, no I, it, I mentioned it in one of my. No, I was going to say Pet Cemetery had that same effect too for my friends when Pet Cemetery mm. the first one came out. They were staying in my house. I was like, "That's not going to help you because if Gage shows up, you're fucked." Like, I'm not getting in the way of that shit. Nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> but Exorcist was, I think, very revolutionary at the time it came out. Yeah. No, I go back to um, some of the anthology movies were always great for Halloween time because you get more bang for your buck. I love yeah. it. It's like getting multiple movies at once. Um, and, uh, you know, you go back to the old uh, original Tales from the Crypt movie, but, you know, it had the little, one of the stories is the one with the little zombie, you know, and stuff. And then they later went you know, with a little the juju doll that comes to life. And you wouldn't think that'd be a scary thing, but when you watch that in that movie, man, that messed with you. And then, you know, later on, you do the creep show movies where, you, you know, you get all these great, stories of you know creep show one and two are two of some of the best and then of course the more recent ones you got trick or treat which i just introduced you to yes trick or treat that was very fun like uh, i felt like i'd seen it but i i hadn't seen it and i have to say the way trick or treat was written how the stories were weaved together was fucking phenomenal Brilliant. was Brilliant. and then uh they did a later one the october society did one called tales from halloween or tales of halloween and it's it's done really well. And the, the, the overarching thing with that is uh, Adrian Barbeau, you know, from the fog and all the great John Carpenter movies. Uh, she's actually reprising her role as the, the uh, radio announcer from the fog. And she's talking about Halloween night and all the things going on. And then of course, all these little side stories go on and there. It's really good too. A lot of people don't give it as much credit because they, they call it like, well, if you ordered trick or treat from wish you get tales from Halloween. I like tales from Halloween. I think it's great. Uh, Give me more anthology movies because those are fun to sit back, tune in and just, you know, and, and they also come up with some of the most amazing, innovative things. Um, honorable mention, I also want to mention was I introduced you to an episode of it and that was Masters of Horror, which was a series yes. on Showtime where they had the great directors, you know, John Carpenter and, you know, uh, and all these other guys, um, you know, making their versions of classic horror stories 
and we watched the one cigarette burns with uh, a very young Daryl Dixon himself, Norman Reedus, uh, and it's John Carpenter goodness. So, yeah. I don't think a lot of people talk about is the people under the stairs. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, the people under the stairs. That's it's. I think that's one where the actual like story is scarier than what you're seeing. Like yeah. when you realize what the it what they are and who they are and like that's a yeah like a whole um level i think yeah. right yeah we've already mentioned our favorite we, we did episodes on our favorite werewolf and vampire movies yeah. and stuff like that so we don't need to go over those there feel free to listen to those episodes for if you're in the mood for werewolves and all that definitely dog soldiers is still who i will slip in there but yeah. um but um no, um, one of the other things I, I like, you know, I like to mention is you have the classics. Everybody's like, oh, Mark's Mr. Classics. I'll tell you the fun one to watch, though, is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Because you have Frankenstein's monster. It's not Boris at this point, but it's played by Glenn Strange. Uh, but then you also have Bela Lugosi as Dracula. First time as full-on Dracula since his original Dracula portrayal. Um, you get... Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman, as Larry Talbot. And you get even a cameo from the Invisible Man. And it's not even a cheap throwaway cameo saying, oh, the Invisible Man was there the whole time you didn't see him. No, there's actually a great cameo of uh, Vincent Price there. Um, and it's it really is. It's the Universal Monsters movie you want. Uh, makes yeah. And then, of course, later on, they would do the Monster Squad many years later. Yeah, Wolfman's got Nards. But uh, but definitely tune those two on because you'll just have fun with all the monsters and you'll feel right at home. I agree. Another one that I thought was very revolutionary for the time was Saw. Wow. Yeah, see, the torture porn was the thing I tried to avoid, but Saw is actually a very well done movie. It is because like there are some very gross scenes, but at least the first one I feel and I, you know, Jigsaw later becomes kind of one of the slasher guys like, you know, Child's Play and Chucky and stuff like that. But um what the mental thing because again to me a lot of it is the mental thing because you really get into the heads of the characters that are trapped and i don't want to say more if you haven't seen the original yeah. saw because i feel like the original one because it was very low budget it didn't have a huge budget it has the amazing carrie always in it who i adore wesley from princess bride but it definitely to me was one of those very kind of groundbreaking the the where the horror comes from where the scare comes from because that was a what would you do not like you're cheering for somebody to run up the stairs no. or down the stairs or look behind you like this was definitely a mental sort of mind screw with what would you do in this situation because yeah. they're made to create their own horror right yeah um yeah. so that was that's one um another yeah, one that i i, I you know that came out recently is ones like bird box and the quiet place oh yeah yeah those are neat twists on new tropes you know and stuff and they were very good i like the jordan peele movies i liked um um oh gosh uh, nope and nope, uh, which is my namesake yes yeah nope. yeah it's definitely i was gonna say i was surprised that wasn't on your list uh but um yeah there was uh his stuff is amazing for what it is. Uh, you know, again, what you, you, you're very, he's very much M. Night Shyamalan, where it's like, okay, there's a twist coming. Where's the twist? Where's the twist? But he does them so well, you don't care. You know, where M. Night sometimes the twist is like, okay, that's all we got. Uh, you know, but well, uh, his first ones, I have to say, I have to oh, say, signs still hold up. Signs, oh. uh, six, I think signs gets a rough, rough, you know, break. I still think it's actually very well done. I think Signs um, was brilliant. Um, a Sixth Sense. Unfortunately, I was one of those people that literally, I didn't see it because I've had my own ghost encounter. So I was a little like, I don't need to see. Yeah. When it said, I see dead people, I'm like, nope, thank you. I've seen dead people. I don't need to watch this. But I finally, I was watching it and I was sitting there and about 20 minutes in, I went, oh, Bruce Willis is dead. Yes, because uh, he's not touching anything. He's not doing it. Yeah. I, well, I, I know we weren't supposed to do spoilers, but come on, guys. That yeah, and um, what was interesting, though, and I'm sorry I spoiled that, spoiler alert, is um, I was sitting next to a friend of mine who knows me a lot when it comes to movies, and I went, he, Bruce Willis is dead. And he there's like, literally 20 minutes in, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, 
because the only person he's talking to is that kid. Yeah. Like he's not even though when like the scene where he's sitting there with the mom and stuff yeah. and it looks yeah. like they're having a conversation. I was like, he's not talking to him. he hasn't changed his clothes. No. Yeah, that and, was what it got me was when he's like he starts to reach for the check and she grabs it and walks away. Yeah. The wife walks away. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because my friend then got up and was like, I can't fucking believe and he stormed out. I was like, Yeah, well, I warned you. But yeah. I thought that was a very well done movie. Oh um, no, it was very, very good and a lot of fun. And, uh, and then another one that I like to mention from a ghost movie standpoint, because I think there are some of these kind of movies that don't get as much love for the horror genre, because there's like the others with Nicole Kidman. That's very good. I won't do a spoiler alert on what that is about, but that's one that you kind of go through and go, what the fuck? Like, like you're not expecting the way it goes, I feel, right? Yeah. And then so many well, twists in that one. I yeah. Love. And what lies beneath, which I've mentioned before. Oh yeah, Harrison Ford, There's Michelle Ford Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that I'll is one that Michelle Pfeiffer. So there is some scary scenes in that. If you've had any ghost encounters, like oh, yeah. you, you watch that and you're like, no, nope, I'm out. Yeah. You know, no, um, you talk about The Exorcist. I always liked The Exorcist three. I think that's probably one that really changed the game again on sequels. It redeemed the fact that we just pretend two doesn't exist. Uh, and it's and it really changes the story of the first one without ruining it. Uh, and then, you know, other ones. I love John Carpenter in general, so I think you know his. Uh, um, uh, was it? Uh, oh gosh, I'm now I'm blanking. Uh, something of madness, uh, mouth of madness. Uh, is in the mouth of madness is his yeah. Lovecraft, and it's it's incredible. Prince of Darkness is incredible. Uh, that was the one I was thinking of. That even has an Alice Cooper cameo, uh, yeah. which is a lot Bright of fun. Night. Bright, Bright Night. Night. We mentioned that on our vampire episode. I still think is the best vampire movie ever. And that includes Dust Till Dawn. I think Dust Till Dawn was another groundbreaking movie because it just let, let's have fun with it. Again, let's change the story 10 minutes in and let's have fun. You know, and... and Yeah. And great. you know what? Um, I actually want to do a shout out for one movie that um i is a horror movie and that is um deep blue sea oh wow yeah because yeah. it's a horror movie where i always anytime i show this movie to my friends because it was another one that would kind of like went into the shadows right mm. but i always go you know when they're having the party because it starts off they're having a party and i go here are your main characters you need to tell me which ones you think survived this movie right yeah. now you're seeing all of them they're all introduced and a hundred percent of the time they do not pick the correct people that no, are going to no, survive that do. movie you never do on yeah. that one so uh, um, there's i a, just think it was well done and but it's a cheesy movie as a side well, effect love, the shocks got smarter i love sci-fi horror so you know alien and aliens of course the first two definitely uh stick out as as groundbreakers because of what they are and what mm -hmm. they do um I still am a fan of the Tremors series. We've mentioned that a few times, and I forced you to watch this the first episode of the series. Sorry. Yeah, no, and I will but, never get that time back. So, uh, but I love I love the Tremors movies for for just because of what they are, uh, you know, and they're smart and they're kind of family friendly, which is which is great. Um, and then uh, I go back. We got to go back a little bit in time to the Catermass movies, which is something I don't think you've seen. They were the horror. They were Hammer Horror's attempt at Doctor Doctor Who. Oh, uh, Nigel Keel, who we will discuss uh, in the future, wrote a great television movie called uh, The Stone Tape, which is what we refer to often as recorded ghosts. Um, comes from his television drama that he wrote, but he wrote a series called Catermass. Who is this professor? Basically, Doctor Who. Uh, he solves paranormal crimes and stuff like that. And he gets invited to a place. And there's one called Catermass and the Pit. It's also called Catermass 2. And that one was where they are digging in the New York subway and they unearth a spaceship at this place called Hobbs End, which is all this paranormal activity just starts because they've unearthed this spaceship. And you realize it's the ghosts of aliens. And it's oh, amazing. Wow. I don't want to spoil any more than that, but just it's one it's a trip and it it's oh, still you'll, you'll have to add it to our, our viewing thing because i haven't seen oh that, yeah another yeah. one i want to um uh chud oh chud chud's great Can't i love humanoid underground dweller 
Gremlins, Ghoulies, Chud, all those were in that same time period. And and, and they the are thing with Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh, the classic, the original 55, the yeah. remake. All I think maybe even the new one a little bit. I like parts of it. Uh with uh mostly Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But yeah, it's it's just it's good too. You know, they all yeah. hold up. Um I mean, there's so many we could we could talk horror movies for hours and hours and hours, but we've got to break it down to our top, our top yeah. of the top for Halloween. These are the so I I'm gonna I'm gonna have you do your number one before I do my number one. Okay, yeah, because it may be yeah we may have to cross one off the list and throw something else on. So uh, as as has happened on this list, so uh, my number one movie. For Halloween, it's just it's just one I I sit and I watch and I just enjoy, and it's one that I I kind of have to watch every Halloween because I feel like if I don't, I've uh, done a disservice, you know, to something or someone, and um, so man, I'm building this up because I really don't. If I say this, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Well, what about this one? Why didn't you say this one? Why didn't you say this one?" I'm gonna be like, "Because this is this is mine. This is this okay. is." Me. I love and yeah it's not the scariest yeah it's not you know the the you know, a comedy horror but it's just one I enjoy so much because it it gets it it gets Halloween for me it, it, it definitely feels Halloween and it is just not anything you would really expect and I just love it and I'm just gonna come out and say it here we go. I was like, I'm, the anticipation I, is building. I just I almost want to call Carrie and go, go in there and hit Mark. Get him to say it. It's War of the Worlds. Oh, um, wow. The 1950s uh, George Powell classic. Uh, it, it fills so many gaps for me because it's alien horror. You've got some of the most impressive effects. They still hold up because they're yes. miniature effects. And and even the new Blu-ray, I saw some things in it that I hadn't seen that they had done little blue lights coming down. So they were tripods, but it was just done that way. And um, the characters, you just, you fall in love with them. And and it's, and then it, of course, we're going to do an episode on Orson Welles' version, uh, but it pays tribute to that. And it pays tribute to the H.G. Wells. And it's, but it's its own thing. And you cannot beat it it's um and i just i grew up that was my movie man that was that was my halloween movie it would they would air it every halloween and um i i was i was hooked i couldn't couldn't stop couldn't stop still don't i will i will love that till my dying day no so. that makes sense i have to say um i'm not surprised by that at all i'm not i will <laughs> not at all that is not my number one horror movie yeah. Um, I will say two movies that I can't help but watch, and I think you will agree that are Halloween movies that I think are absolute musts are um, The Addams Family. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, oh my gosh, I just lost it. Winifred, <laughs> the Samson sisters. Uh, oh, oh my the God. Hocus Pocus. Pocus. I'm I not think... as big of a fan of that as everybody else. Just like I'm not a big fan of Beetlejuice. I know I'm sacrilegious, but. I think they're fun movies. I don't think they're great. No, I think I love Beetlejuice too. So these are some of my fun movies I like to watch. But my favorite horror movie, I've mentioned this before. You just mentioned it, so I skimmed over it. My favorite horror movie, which I will watch till my dying day. I love the director's cut. Uh, these are my favorite creatures. I collect the miniatures of it is Aliens, the second uh, one. Ah, yes. I I will tell you, I think the premise, like the first Aliens was very scary, but I just the premise of this movie and the fact that, you know, she was in sleep, they wake her up, right? I'm not giving anything away because it's the first five minutes. They first find it's minutes. been, I think, 50 years or 75 years. 50 years, 75 years, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And she didn't have a happy ending in the first one, even though she you think did not have a happy ending in the first one, but the the colonial marines. I Bill Paxton by far one of the funniest lines ever in you know yes. this you know this girl survived for two months or three months with no weapons and no training and he goes well somebody should put her in charge, charge. I yes. mean, you can't you can't help but love that movie 
It's just the suspense, gore, survival. It's all just brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant. And, and it is my favorite horror movie and will be my favorite horror movie ever. Like It's it's amazing to me. I, I love it. And it's inspired so many other movies, you know, and stuff like that. That, yeah, it's, uh, um, I'll say, yeah, with that, you know, that, yeah, that's, that's a hard one to top. I mean, people are going to be like, why didn't you mention The Shining? Why didn't you mention this? Why didn't you mention that? And it's like, because they're good movies, but that's just not Halloween feeling for us. You know, this is, this is a personal opinion gang. So and, you know, hey, send us your favorites. Send us yeah. the ones you think we should have mentioned. We would love to bring them up. If there's something you think we missed, or you want to know whether or not we watched one of these movies, send it to us. We are both horror fans. Even yep. though I nope out of a lot of situations and I can have a remote because I can stop the damn thing from going all the time. The yep. ring was another one we didn't really mention. Oh yeah, no, it's, was... you know, it's, yeah, I didn't, I barely talked about, you know, I love some Italian Jallo stuff. Uh, you know, I love, I, I'm like everybody else. I will tune on Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder and, and listen to him rant about a horror movie for two hours. Cause that's what I do. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and my kids both watch it because they go, Hey, it's dad on TV. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing I do. Uh, but, uh, you know, and that, and that's just it. We, we, these are, these are just personal opinions. We, we love them. We, you know, there are others. Trust me. If you like the movie, I probably, I, I didn't mention Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead or, or Shaun of the Dead because we're 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 going to do a zombie episode at some point. So I tried to avoid things like that that I knew would be you know yeah. later on. So we will de we'll definitely trust me. We're going to cover more. So if you have not watched some of these movies we mentioned, please watch them. Please let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what your top movies are. We would love to hear it. You can go on our website and send us a message. You can email Mark at eerietravels.com, M A R K. And um, let us know because we would we'd love to hear your thoughts, travelers. We're in this together, so we hope you grab your caramel apples and your wonderful caramel popcorn. Because why is everything caramely? Grab some of your favorite Halloween candy, some warm apple cider, or some absolutely delightful pumpkin spice anything, and uh, enjoy some horror movies. and And let us know how your Halloween goes. And like I, I will sometimes say often that I'm not saying there are ghosts, monsters, and other things that go bump in the night, but there are always more trick-or-treaters than there are kids in the neighborhood. So with that, gang, we will see you on the other side.